Hi everyone, I'm Alice. I'm an ER doctor and I have come to know that laughter and joy are the best medicine. On this podcast, I highlight joy in order to share some of this medicine with you. I'll be talking with different people about their joy, which inspires us to our own. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back. Today, I have a very special guest who I'm so excited to talk with. Her name is Dr. Christo Soditis, and she is a board-certified physician, fellowship-trained in academic general pediatrics. She trained from, uh, she transitioned, excuse me, from academic medicine to working for a health insurance company over seven years ago and is currently a senior director for a Fortune 500 healthcare company. In this role, she manages six other physicians and spearheads the physician wellness and coaching program. In March of 2019, Crystal completed a certification in life and weight coaching from the Life Coach School and launched Life Coaching for Gifted. Early this year, she certified in advanced physician coaching and is currently working on her advanced leadership coaching certification. Crystal thinks of herself as a healthcare executive, a coach, pediatrician, wife, and mother, and a lifelong learner. Before coaching, externally, she seemed to have it all figured out, (laughs) yet was filled with self-doubt disappointment, self-hatred, and imposter syndrome. All that changed when she found coaching. She coaches herself every day and gets regular coaching. She uses thought work as a leadership tool to lead her team and to nurture the leader within. Crystal lives with her husband, three daughters, and 85-year-old father. She believes we all have intrinsic gifts and struggles. She finds joy in coaching and personal development work, the quiet mornings, a hot cup of coffee, and the first dip into a piping hot hot tub. These things keep her grounded when the beautiful chaos that ensues in her household threatens to overwhelm her. Again, I am so thrilled to be talking with Crystal today. Hi, Crystal. Hi. Thanks for that introduction. It was beautiful and perfect. Yes, and that is me. That Thank, is absolutely you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. So you have done a lot of personal development work yes. and your mm-hmm. main focus right now is coaching. So you're helping others find their joy. Yeah. So please, please. I'm so curious to know what led you to do this work. Well, um, what led me to it, I kind of got into it in the back door. So what led me to coaching was that, I saw it as a um, development tool, as a leadership tool. I you know, wanted to progress in my job and I saw specifically how the tools that the Life Coach School teaches, how they can be incorporated into someone's leadership style and how that would help me to be promoted and then ultimately be the best manager and best leader that I could be. So I got certified with that goal in mind. And then along the way, and before I even got certified, I wasn't really doing any of the thought work that went along with coaching, right? That the Life Coach School teaches. But when I 
when I started my certification, I said, I'm doing this 100%. Like I'm going all in, I'm getting everything I can out of it. And through that process, I really, I realized how effective it was at changing everything, right? Um, it wasn't just about getting promoted. It was really, you know, looking at my own thought processes and what do I think about my job? What do I think about um, the people I manage? My, like I said, like my sometimes chaotic house, my relationship with my parents, my husband, all of that. And so, um, so I realized I, I just saw the power of coaching and, you know, really thinking about and working on your own thoughts. And then as I was exploring what population I wanted to coach, um, early on, I didn't think I wanted to coach physicians. Um, I, uh, you know, I have a lot of experience with the gifted community. Uh, my daughter is gifted. And so I saw the struggles that especially older gifted people, adolescents and young adults um, go through. And so that started, that was initially, um, and why I started Life Coaching for Gifted was that was sort of where I initially wanted to focus my, my coaching. Okay, right. So in your work with others, what have you, what patterns have you noticed that, um, why people aren't experiencing more joy in their lives? You know, one of the most common patterns is that people beat themselves up. They think that by speaking to themselves harshly, that somehow that is going to drive them to do better. That if I just treat myself badly enough, somehow I'm going to reach that goal. I'm going to be successful. And it actually, it never works. And even those times that you are able to, let's say, push yourself and drive yourself to an outcome to get a degree to, you know, save money for that, whatever you want, car, house, vacation. If you do it from a place of self-hatred and scarcity, your experience of that, of whatever that goal is, it's really in a lot of ways, very empty because you hated yourself to that point. As opposed to if you have a goal and, you know, you know, whether it's financial or, you know, something that's more intangible, you know, like a degree, if you love yourself to that goal, the outcome for you is just so much better. So where do you think that comes from, this pattern of self-hatred or, or being negative self-talk? Where do you think that comes from or why do people do that? I think it's ingrained in us. I think that it comes from very early on, right? And that, I mean, parents, well, you know, well-intentioned say, hey, you have to study hard. You have to get good grades. How come you, you know, how come you didn't do your homework? No one's going to, you know, you're not going to get into that college if you don't work harder, work harder, work harder, right? And so we learn those, we learn that. And we, you know, we incorporate and be like, I got to work harder. I got to do better, right? Yeah. And... And it just, you know, I think that, and, and, and like many things, there are many um, support systems that initially were, they, they started out as something protective, right? Mm -hmm. Like I really, you know, let's say um, you 
decide that you're going to skip your latte every day, right? And you're going to save that money. Like, hey, I want to save money. I want to get a new car or I want I have to go to school. And so I'm going to skip my latte and save that money, right? That starts out as protective, right? It's a goal. It's like, hey, it's okay. But taken to the extreme, we pull that forward and like, hey, I can't have, I can't buy a single thing outside of my house. Mm-hmm. I can't occasionally treat myself to a latte or a macchiato, whatever you want, mm-hmm. because I have to save every penny and that breeds scarcity. And if you do, you know, let's say you're out with friends and everyone's going for coffee. And then there's that internal dialogue of like, hmm. Should I have that coffee? I shouldn't have that coffee. Everyone's having the coffee. And so that protection, that, 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 not the protection, but that strategy that at some point worked for us, yeah. we've pulled it forward. So now it's working against us. Okay. So it can start as something as small as one little area in your life. And then it becomes, it can brand or get bigger and just kind of encompass other things. And so, absolutely. Okay. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So once you've identified some of these patterns, how do you help others move past them? We look at where the thoughts are coming from. Like first is um, how does that, how, how do these behaviors make you feel? Right? So um, if you're thinking about, we'll just take the coffee example, right? If you're thinking about going out and spending $5 on a cup of coffee, right? How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel nervous, scared, anxious, right? Mm-hmm. We look at that thought and decide, do we believe the thought? Does the thought serve us in some way? Where does that thought come from? Why are we choosing to think whatever the thought is? Like, I can't spend an extra dime. I've got to save every penny. Um, coffee is overpriced. I mean, you know, whatever it is, right? You know, I'm not spending $5 on water and milk. I mean, whatever, whatever the thought is, looking at that. And for me, and one of the foundational, you know, one of the foundational philosophies around the life coach school, which isn't just unique to them, okay. is, and it's very in, in, in keeping also with mindful meditation, is that it, to become the non-judgmental observer of your thoughts. And the key to that is non-judgmental. So yes, if I think I don't want to spend $5 on flavored water and milk, it's okay. Yeah. I can think that way. I'm going to look at that thought and objectively say, do I believe that thought? Is it serving me? And then decide, yeah, I want to keep it. Like, no, I don't want to spend $5 on that. Or say, yeah. It doesn't serve me. I'm moving on. I'm going to choose to think something else. So one of the keys is it sounds like not beating up on yourself. If you have these yeah. thoughts. Exactly. Thoughts. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So how do you define joy? Is it a thought, a feeling, emotion, something else? All three? To me, joy is a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling that, you know, creates a vibration in my body that really just is somewhere that I would, I could sit with and sit in forever. And what brings you joy? When do you feel the most joy? 
Um, I mean, certainly, you know, what I said, what you said earlier, which was, you know, the hot cup of coffee, like just having a hot cup of coffee in, you know, a quiet place, um, especially in the mornings before anybody wakes up. Um, to me, the, and I could give a lot of examples, but just as I'm reflecting on it uh, right now, I, you know, the summary is that I find joy in the small things. Joy doesn't come from the house I live in, the car I drive, the paycheck I get. Joy comes from when my youngest daughter sits in my lap in the morning and asks me to look up on the look up because her like the school lunch, Mm -hmm. you know, you can look at the menu. Every morning she goes to school, she she asks me, what's for lunch today? She sits in my lap. Look it up. That's joy. Yes. That is special. Those special, yeah. unique little moments in time. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. You hold on to those because yes. those are the ones that really, those are, to me, those are the things that really matter. And focusing on that, if that's where your attention goes, then that's where you get more tuned to. So you, you're you focused on paying attention to the little things. You're going to naturally right. probably more uh, right. observe right. and catch more and more of those moments when they come. Right, right. And it's based on your thought about that moment. Because mm-hmm. she's sitting in my lap, right? I wake up early. I work from home. Okay. I wake up early to start to get some work done while everyone's asleep. Cause yeah. I know I'm going to get interrupted mm-hmm. when they get dressed and then they have to go to school. And right. So I could choose to think she's interrupting my work. Ah, she shouldn't yeah. be sitting on my lap. Mm-hmm. She's not supposed to be here. She should be playing by herself until it's time to go to school. Right. 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 But that's going to bring up feelings of impatience. Resentment. Yes. Maybe a little frustration. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to start my morning that way. Yes. So instead, I find thoughts and I'm like, this is such a special time. Mm-hmm. She won't always want to sit in my lap. Yes. And that brings me joy. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And it sounds like you're at that moment in that example, you're starting from a quiet place. You said in the morning, so you're already kind of quieted down so you can actually hear better. Maybe your feel or hear your yeah. thoughts or your feelings and cause you're quiet inside. So that kind of yes. makes a big difference. Yeah. Versus maybe later when so many things are coming out again, you're just kind of scattered. You, you can yeah. be in that <laughs> space where. <laughs> just thinking it all about all the things that come out, like, yeah, it's completely at like 6.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Very uh-huh. different space. Very different in my house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say I can only imagine. And I think that's true. As all of us get going in the day, so many things can come at you from different ways that can pull your attention here or there that may steer you away from those like small, quiet moments you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, could you please maybe share with us a story about a fun time that you had with your family, a vacation, or maybe something in your business? Um, you know, again, like going to those, those small, like quiet moments. So we 
chose to um, we chose to vacation and go to Florida for um, Christmas of 2020. And if anybody's watching this in the future, it doesn't realize like there was, that was controversial. Like do you travel or do you not travel? But, but for reasons of my own sanity, I said, no, I need to, I need to leave Chicago. I'm in Chicago and to leave the cold weather mm-hmm. and need to go someplace warm. Mm-hmm. So we chose, um, I found an, uh, an Airbnb mm-hmm. that had a heated pool mm-hmm. and I mean, it was heated. It wasn't warm, but it certainly wasn't heated. But, you know, that time that we had together, mm-hmm. the girls loved being in the pool. They were in the pool like every day. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out. I wasn't always super happy to be in the pool, but I was in the pool because it was important to them and it was uh-huh. time to be together with them. Yeah. And my oldest at that time, they were 11 nine and six okay right well no i think my oldest it was december so she was already 12 12 okay. nine and six right okay. and the 12 year old like very rarely wants anything to do with the like younger two but the times that all three of them were in the pool mm-hmm. if and they came to me and said mommy come to the pool there was no way i was going to say no right. there was no way i was going <laughs> to say no and it was so special it was amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Catching again those snippets in time, those one moments that, like you said, it that's may it. not ever configure to have that happen again. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. no way you were going to pass that up. Right. There was no way. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. So this may be the same question. Uh, you may have a different answer, but I'm wondering about a time in your life Um, You've already spoken about several that have brought you so much pleasure, but maybe another one that brought you so much pleasure that you wish you could repeat it. That I wish I could repeat it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another one that brought me so much pleasure. Well, we went on this. I'll tell you one that was actually, we went on this cruise. Mm -hmm. It was for my 50th birthday. Mm -hmm. It was a really nice cruise. It was eight days. I splurged for like the junior suite, <laughs> which means we got to eat in this like special restaurant for dinner. Oh no. Like it was so nice. It was just so nice. It was a little bit, you know, of a splurge, like I said. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a a little bit of a luxury, a little bit of an indulgence. Um, but we had such a great time and the weather was beautiful. And, you know, you go to the Caribbean and I still have like actually for my work for my work like profile picture yeah. is me with like Bahamas in the back no the Bermuda in the background mm-hmm. I'm like yes. and every time I see that picture I'm brought back to that moment that vacation yeah and it brings back all those same feelings of just just happiness and fun mm-hmm. right yeah Which to me is a little different than joy right just fun and joy are just you know they're similar but fun just has a little more upbeatness. And so every time I see that picture, it just brings back fun. It sounds like um, from what you've said so far is that um, part of the 
thing that really is makes it fun or, or the happiness and joy is when you get to have a new experience, maybe in a new environment, because you mentioned mm-hmm. yeah. be so busy and chaotic at home when you get to go yeah. out and get to a new environment that can really spark some things. Yeah, 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 that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll change yeah. the scenery. Change of scenery. Yeah. Change of scenery brings a change of energy, which can yes. fuel all kinds of Absolutely. amazing things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Vacations yeah. can be magical. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, so how about a time when you maybe were feeling down and something happened uh, that lifted you up, uh, either a change of mindset, a, an event, or something that you know brought you back up after kind of feeling kind of low? Yeah, um, you know, with my dad, my dad, you know, he's eighty-five. And um, he lives with us. And so sometimes that can be a challenge. And I realized I did some thought work on, you know, what was going on and, and why I was sometimes feeling frustrated and sad. And I made the conscious decision that I didn't like the way I treated him sometimes. And so I intentionally started, and not every day, but there are many days when I don't just give him a kiss in the morning, mm-hmm. but I give him a big hug. And my dad's like a big hugger. He can give me a huge bear hug. He's very, he's a very affectionate person. And that's, I mean, obviously it's a skin to, not, we're not skin to skin, but you know, it's a physical touch. It's yeah. a surge of oxytocin. Mm-hmm. I know it's important to him, not, not important to him, but I know how much it means to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just by doing that, when I'm able to do that, it feels great. It really feels great. Well, you bring up a great point there because we do have, you know, all these receptors in our skin mm-hmm. and all of these sensations. So yeah. we're physical beings. So we that are. is so yeah. part of our existence and one of the things that we are blessed to be able to have a human body. So yeah, that's a great point that touch can really yeah. be that special and that important and, you know, bring us yeah. a lot of joy. Yeah. 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 I totally, you know, for people who are comfortable, you know, being physically affectionate with the people who they love. Yep. I highly recommend it because it does, it helps you, it helps it, it you help yourself, yes. right? Yes. Because not only does it feel good, but then the oxytocin that released just is positive reinforcement of that good feeling. And so, um, so if you're comfortable hugging or touching or holding hands, you know, with the people who you love, then I recommend it. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Because not only do you get the physical part of it, but you also get the, the emotional part of it that comes along yeah. with the love you're sending, you know, not through words, but just through the touch itself. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> All right. Um, can you recall a time maybe that you just erupted into spontaneous laughter? Like it just came out of you couldn't control it just was so joyful oh you know you know it's not it's not totally spontaneous 
but it's related to um, a like there is a um, there's a cartoon that my oldest daughter loves. Okay. Called um, it is called Teen Titans Go. It's called what? Say it again. Teen Titans Go. Okay. Teen Titans Go. All right. Uh, I think it was in Teen Titans Go. Mm -hmm. It might have been. It might have been another one. I but I'm thinking it was Teen Titans Go. And so it's a uh, uh, there. It's it's one of these cartoons that's made for kids, but it's very adult. It has also a lot of adult undertones. Mm -hmm. And there are just a couple. They're not even episodes. They're just like words and spots okay. that I, I. I mean, I'm just thinking about some of them now, and I want. <laughs> like so, it's so good, yeah. yet it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like one of them. One of them, they talk about how daylight, you know, they talk about daylight savings okay. and they have a probably three minute diatribe about how they have to save the diet, save the daylight, save the daylight from the angry farmer who isn't, who is like threatening the daylight. I mean, I can't do it justice. It's hilarious. Hilarious. And so there are little scenes like that, that if I, that like, will just something will like spark it in my mind and I'll just uh, start laughing. I mean, that's so good because it's like you, you enjoyed it at the moment you saw it. And now even just the thought of it brings it back. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. You laugh yeah. Again. yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a two for one, right? You get more. Children. Yeah. And I just enjoy, like, I relive the moment where yeah. I'm like sort of in disbelief. Yeah. about this this conversation on this show and i'm like this is the dumbest conversation i have ever seen on a show it's hilarious and it's a cartoon wow i'm gonna have to look that up that's great yeah yeah <laughs> i love yeah. that the daylight savings is definitely teen titans go yeah. okay okay so and where is this this is on uh is this a i think it's on the cartoon network Oh, okay. On TV. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> I love all these gems. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. So let's, uh, feeling good. What, what puts you into the flow state, you know, when things are just clicking along and easy and you feel productive and what kind of gets you into the zone? Um, usually it's again, like it's the quiet. Um, and I usually, um, I like in the morning, like I'm, it's usually like in the morning when it's quiet and I, you know, I'm inspired by, I have to, I, I, I need inspiration by something. Maybe it's an idea or, uh, you know, I'm reading, I like to read. Uh, I'm still like a book reader sometimes. And so if I really get into, um, you know, a book, especially around, um, especially around mental health. Um, right now I'm, I'm focusing on people with, um, like physicians that have, a another disability like ADHD, learning disorders and dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And so reading about, you know, adults with learning disorders or ADHD, mm -hmm. it's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. And so what, how would you say that feeling good has helped you be more successful? Oh, well, you know, you, if you're, I mean, again, it goes back to not beating yourself up, right? If I don't, I 
enjoy the process of um, I enjoy the process of self improvement much more if I know I'm not going to beat myself up because then I'm not afraid of failure, mm-hmm. right? If I'm worried that by failing mm-hmm. I'm going to beat myself up, I'm not going to do it. Yes, right? Because then not only have I failed, but I also am you know treating myself badly. Yes. So, um, so by knowing that. I always have my own back. Mm-hmm. I always support myself, no matter what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Then I'm more re- I'm more willing to put myself out there to stretch myself. Yes, yes. So it's like I love how you said you have your own back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So yeah, so you're not afraid to to take risks or to take chances or right. try right. things. Yeah, yeah. Because if I fail, I'm like that didn't work. Again, well, and then it's not really a failure, really. It's just right. It's just you... learn. It just, it's just, it's just a data point, as my boss says. Like, no, oh, just a data point. Data point. I love that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what life's about: collecting a bunch of data points. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because exactly. if we hold ourselves back and we don't get out there, then it's kind of like boring, right? You don't have anything that's really exciting yeah. in life, or. And then you live with regret. And who wants to live with uh, regret? Yes, exactly. Right? That's, that's yeah, no good. No good. Right. Put <laughs> all right. Try. Yeah, I love that. It's, so it's really all about perspective and kind of. Absolutely. Um, yes. And going back to what you said earlier, how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. We're the ones that do the most talking to ourselves, right? Out of anybody in the world, we're going to talk to ourselves the most. Yeah. <laughs> and as humans, we're the only as far as we know, we're the only species in the animal kingdom that have the ability to think about our thoughts. Ah, good point. Yes. So you can observe, again, it's becoming the observer of your thoughts. Yes. And you can decide to be the critical observer of your thoughts. Right. Or the non-judgmental observer of your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say non-judgmental helps you a lot more. Yes. It just, yeah, it serves you more. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, you touched on a few, but do you have any um, daily practices or routines or habits that you do to connect to your joy? You mentioned the early. Well, I do. um, So I journal every day. I do what's called a thought download every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really helps me to, again, observe my thoughts to see where my mind is. It helps me to quiet my brain before I, I go to sleep. Okay. Um, I really like, as I said, like I'm a coffee drinker and going back to the, the analogy of the latte, like I have, I, I invested in a really nice coffee maker that makes really good coffee. Okay. So I really, it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. I love the, I just love a, a warm mug, yeah. right? Like I don't like those insulated cups. Uh, I like to feel warmth. Yes through the mug and that is a small thing that just brings me joy every day and it's not that expensive <laughs> no no awesome <laughs> yeah it's not hard no it's not hard it's not complicated yeah. it's not expensive it's the little things right and it's quite it's usually quiet quiet and connecting to the quiet yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. i love that and i think it's also appreciating mm-hmm. that that is what brings me joy. Yeah. Like I understand and I am intentional. 
And when I experience it, I'm like, oh, this is good. Same thing with the bath. It's like, this makes me feel good, right? I could choose to just take a shower. It's faster. It's easier. It's, Uh you know, Uh but sometimes I'm like, no, I really want, I really want that. I really want to just feel that quiet joy of sitting in a hot tub. Yes. I so hear you on that. I love baths. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something magical happens when you're just being quiet, like yeah. you said, and you're just relaxing in the warm water. You just feel so good and you can just yeah. let go. And <laughs> just, yeah, I hear you a hundred percent on the bath. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Yep. This is all really good stuff. Um, do you have any tips maybe that you can give others to help them find their joy? I think that um, the best way to find your joy is to, again, quietly observe what you're thinking. What are the thoughts mm-hmm. that bring you joy the most and find ways to think those as often as possible, right? So if you find joy in, you know, gardening, if you find joy in, you know, like the smell of like fresh flowers, right? How can you experience that as often as possible? And when you are experiencing it, be intentional and say, I love this. I, I, I love standing in my garden or in the, wherever you are, like in the forest or wherever, mm-hmm. and just smelling the flowers, the trees, whatever it is. Yes. So yeah, and recognizing it and appreciating it. Though, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's a much more eloquent way of putting it than I put it, recognizing it and appreciating it. No, that's great. I love it. The, the key, key to the inner kingdom of joy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great. Oh, my God, Crystal, you're awesome. I could talk to you all day, but I know you don't have all day. So (laughs) thank you so much for being here. And where can people find you? Where can people find out more about what you do and what you love doing and and connect with you? Yeah. So um, the best way is to email me um, at Crystal, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L, at lifecoachingforgifted.com. And it's all one word. Facebook is the same. Instagram is the same. I'm not on Instagram too much, um, but I'm sure if you send me a direct message, email is the best way. Um, Lifecoachingforgifted.com is a website. You can read some blog. I don't put up tons of blogs, um, but um, but um, but you can find me there. Um, LinkedIn, just under my name, Crystal Soditis. Um, so all those platforms. Forms. I'm also on Clubhouse. I don't really, I just listen mostly. I don't really post a lot in Clubhouse or like they don't host rooms in Clubhouse. Um, and I don't think they have a direct messaging way. I don't think that you can direct message on Clubhouse, but you can follow me or we can connect there mm-hmm. if you so fit. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, you know, I really focus on um, people who are gifted um, or what's called twice exceptional. Um, and twice exceptional is someone who is gifted in a particular area, but also has another um, disability, mm-hmm. especially um, learning a learning related disability like ADHD or autism, uh, dyslexia, dysgraphia, um, because there's a lot of many people, especially if they're gifted, were diagnosed later in life as adults, um, sometimes even 
because their child was diagnosed and so they see some of the features and get diagnosed themselves mm -hmm. um and along with that there's a lot of guilt there's a lot of shame yes. and like i said earlier there are a lot of habits and coping strategies that you developed as a child if you have a if you're a child if as a child you had dyslexia undiagnosed you had to develop some coping strategies to get through school so many of those coping strategies you brought through to adulthood and they no longer serve you and so unpacking some of that um that's the population i absolutely love to work with that sounds amazing oh, if you're out there and you're either you think you're twice exceptional or you know you're twice exceptional and you're having trouble, you're struggling in any way, I would love to work with you. Yes, I'm sure definitely that there are people who would just really, really benefit by that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. You're welcome. <laughs> great. Great talking to you. Talking to you. Thank you again. And you have a wonderful day. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I have really loved having this conversation and please join me in the next one. Mwah.